Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Support WrestleTalk. Tell a friend. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaft Nation. Hello, Oliver Davis. How are you, sir? Good. I brought my so this is an audio audio medium right now, so you can't see that I brought my hands up to do a, a Daniel Bryan yes chant pose when I said that, and then I kind of did the what's it, that's like the Scott Hall Scott point Hall, over Shawn Michaels, and yeah. in so doing, I realised how sweaty my bits are. Yeah, but it's okay because I've bought some deodorant for the studio. You bought now. some studio deodorant. <laughs> it's Lynx Africa studio odorant. Studio drinks. It's one of my uh, favourite Alan Partridge jokes. Mm. Are you wearing links? Voodoo. Java. Nice. Uh, do you? Uh, did you specifically go for Africa because it is the joke deodorant of our youth? Uh, no. And or do you unironically wear it to this day? It was all the. It was all they had in, uh, in the in the local Tesco Metro. And also, it's not tied into the fact that I was listening to uh, Toto's uh, song Africa before I left the mm. studio. Uh, I I remember once co- coming back from uni. And uh, I, I saw this was when you know I was, I was quite cool at uni. Mm-hmm. Everyone was into d- not the corporations, man. Screw the corporations. Yeah. Let's go on a march. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything's everything's not got a proper brand name. You you buy stuff organic. Mm-hmm. And I go home for a bit, and my mum's like, "Oh, I got you some links." Oh. And it was the, it was this new links thing where it. Uh, it was a gimmick. It was obviously a gimmick to sell more links. And that was, you have two cans of different fragrances and you spray them in a, an X motion no. across your body oh, to do... give you a, a combined super scent. No way. I don't remember this at all. And it was like, as soon as I saw that, all of my pretension dropped to my eyes. That's pretty damn cool. <laughs> I went straight up to go down to the local nightclub, rocked out, and I come back like after the two weeks holiday break. I'm like, hey guys, check it out. <laughs> I, I felt like I was uh, such a corporate yeah, sellout. Yeah, yeah. Corporate shill. They were like, get out. <laughs> You're no longer allowed You're to no live longer. in our house. <laughs> uh, uh, I do not remember that. There must have been because I'm. We all get to a certain age where we have stopped wearing links, essentially. Mm. And uh, I think you you move across to to Shaw, 
uh, I think that that's that's kind of the one that you most go to short for men in this way because that's when you're a man. I really hope a deodorant company is is listening to this and wants to sponsor a sweaty podcast. There is a company that should be well ahead of that, and that's Pucker Pie. Mm. The the work that me and one of our listeners is doing for Pucker Pie in terms of their reach is un- un- undeniable. So I, I saw this. You're putting chips in the pie. Yeah. So the the, the correct way to eat a Pucker Pie mm. is that you take the lid off. And then you dip your chips inside the gravy, and then you just basically uh, just consume all of the innards mm. of the pie. And then once that's done, pick up the pie, pick up the pie, and then fold it. So then it's like a pasty. And sometimes you still have like little bits of meat in there, or little bits of chips left, uh, chips left over. And then you, and then you have that. It's like two meals in one. I was a, I was a Frey Bentos man. Oh yeah, treacherous. If you if you don't cut the uh, say, yeah. the packaging off correctly, let's do some iTunes reviews. Uh, I love crap gimmicks, right? Fantastic podcast. This podcast is just amazing. My favourite podcast to listen to. Thank, Thank you, you. I love crap gimmicks. Nice one. You should probably listen to some more podcasts though. Yeah, I did completely agree with that. There's yeah. loads of good ones out there. Also, you're, when you write reviews for those podcasts, it's going to look very bizarre. Mm. Yeah, almost like a slur. <laughs> Stars can scream, right? Easily my favourite podcast. I can listen to Ollie and Luke ramble on for hours. I was hesitant to download iTunes on my PC, sticking with their YouTube rambles. rambles. But I needed more rambling. It's just so entertaining. Ah, oh, thanks, Stars Thank Can you. Scream. Stars Can I Scream. I do wonder if that's a reference to Transformers and the character Starscream. Stars Can... Oh, possibly. Should we get on with the show? Why not? I mean, it is Thursday... This is when uh, we, we tend to feel like we do our best on a Thursday episode. Because we stop caring. <laughs> it's, it's the end of the week. Yeah. I don't come into the studio on a Friday, so I, I'm mentally prepping mm. myself for like just staying at home. Doing work, obviously. I'm obviously. Work, working very hard. You've got the remember when real reason stuff to write. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, like, But I'm in, that, I'm in almost Friday mode on a Thursday. Mm. I, and so, sometimes... I even think about getting a big breakfast from the chippy down the road. On a Thursday? On a Thursday. On a Thursday, because let's be honest, what Luke really does at home by himself, attached to the internet. I research, I mean, I watch listen, WWE Network. I was going to say, yeah, I watch yeah, a lot yeah. of WWE Network and I listen to a lot of old Dave Meltzer interviews and read some observers. We're not even joking about that. <laughs> Whereas most other people, me included, would maybe pay a certain lady and her, what's the lady palm and her five glorious sisters... A visit. Madame Palmer, her five yeah. lovely daughters. Not not Luke. Luke listens to old Dave Meltzer <laughs> interviews. So this is a mailbag yeah. special. A mailbag special. We haven't got any crap gimmicks this week. No, we, we, had, we had quite a few come mm. through, but because we've got quite a packed mailbag to get yeah. through. Maybe we'll do some when we do Monday's uh, Wrestle Ramble, because we're coming into the studio to, to do that on Monday. So maybe we'll, we'll do some things. We're going to be doing a new special on Monday. Mm. Also, um... Definitely stick around tomorrow if you're watching on Saturday or two days time if you're watching early this this early on Patreon because Sunday is when my punishment video is going up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How exciting! Yeah, I've, re- I've recorded I've recorded it so many times. So I lost this this month's punishments, and I have to do a version of Nia Jax's entrance music. An excellent song. Yeah. And I, 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 I hate it now. I heard I've you sung record it, it so many times. I was, I was sitting in the in our office area, and I could just hear from down the hall you singing it, like belting it out. And I was just sort of like just sitting there chuckling to myself. And then you came back in, kind of humming it, and I was singing along. And you was like, 
oh, could you hear me? Mm. I was like, could I hear you? Not half. Bearing in mind as well, it's not like our studios are next door. The studio where we record stuff's way down the way. It's way down the way. And soundproofed. Yes. That's the worrying thing. I always thought when I shut those doors, nobody hears me outside. No. But now I'm a bit worried. Especially because we sometimes hear mumbling from the next thing over, the next building. Oh, totally. Yeah. They They can can hear. They could definitely hear you recording, mate. Although, take some solace in that. Oh no, there's not. Is a there? quantum of solace. Just a quantum. No more than a quantum. No more than a quantum. I know they do big bags of solace, but I don't want them. Uh, no, I was going to say take solace in the fact that the <laughs> you're not next to a thing, but you actually are. So you are next to the actual building. I'll yeah, yeah. They I thought it was a big. I thought there was another uh, room, but there isn't. Sorry. So I recorded it all. Just a behind the scenes tease for tomorrow. I recorded it four times on Tuesday evening because I wasn't. I was just like, I want to be happy with it. And then I, I was like, okay, I think I've got it. And I played it back and I sort of kind of tinkered with the editing. I was like, this isn't it. This is, I'm going to have to do it all again tomorrow. So I did it all again the next day. So sweaty. Mm-hmm. It got hot in there. And then you had to go and get your suit fitted for mm. my, my upcoming wedding. Yeah, I, I worked up quite a body odour that the person who was measuring me got right in there. You know, like <laughs> re- measuring my arm like that straight into the pits. <laughs> Should we do some mailbag questions? Yeah, go on then. So John McBride of Frankenstein has got in touch. He's a $50 or more Patreon backer. So uh, that fast tracks your questions straight to the mailbag. And he writes, I live in Michigan and I am going to Helena Cell a week from Sunday. Wow, that's come round quick. Two weeks, mate. Every two yeah. weeks we get a pay-per-view. Because we had the SummerSlam... There was a gap of like, like three, four yeah, weeks on yeah. the side. Because so we've got two weeks now until Helena Cell within another mm. two weeks it's TLC. Yeah, because I always thought, then, like, why are we doing so many fantasy booking <laughs> warfares at the moment? Oh, yeah. And then another two weeks at Survivor Series. So, uh, a week from Sunday in Detroit. Which match on the card most excites you, and which do you think will be awful? It will be my first pay-per-view live, so I am excited. Love the show, keep up the great work, and keep up the amazing rambling. I wonder if John McBride of Frankenstein is a fan of the Motor City Machine Guns. I mean, you'd think, like, with, with national pro- local mm. pride... That or Eminem. Th- <laughs> or, um... i think of other Detroit things. <laughs> Rhino. Uh, Motown? Wasn't there a big... There was, like, an offshoot contingent of Motown music in, in Detroit. Um, what else is set in Detroit? Um, uh... uh defaulting on debt. Was, uh... Oh, not Chicago. I was about to say ER, but I think that was... (laughs) Anyway. Told you we don't care. Let's let's talk about... But back to Motor City Machine Guns. Yes, mate. Which we had a long talk about yesterday. We did, because I'm such a mark for the Machine Guns. Always have been, yeah. Yeah. And we haven't yet watched the Machine Guns Young Bucks match. No, we've got it on the... Ring of Honor. We've got it on the screen at the moment. Oh, is it on... Oh, okay. Let's wrap this up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because um, me and my friend always used to get confused. We like them too. Yeah. But their main thing is this. Yeah. It's beca- I've never understood so that. So it's because they just point at their that, hand and their taunts. I believe it's because the palm of your hand looks like North America, and what they're pointing to is where Michigan is or where Detroit is on a map of America. Can you see that bit on your hand? That bit there. No, look, look at that bit. What bit? That that bit there. Oh, oh I mate. tried to slap his face. <laughs> no, I would have hit the microphone. You would have Probably done. Good, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what it is. <sighs> okay. Well. Motor City Machine Guns. I hope you are a fan, John, from those uh, heady days in TNA. And current days in Ring of Honor. They disappeared for a long time, Did though. Because well, yeah. Alex Shelley was part of the Time Splitters with Kushida mm-hmm. in, in, Ring of, in, in New Japan. And Shelley was, he's been 
injured so much, like with horrific leg injuries. So good though. Yeah. So his injuries. No, him oh, is a dang. him is a wrestler. Okay, anyway, so let's answer the question. Helena Cell. I'm just going to quickly run through the card. Um, obviously, you've got Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens in Helena Cell. The other one is New Day and the Usos in Helena Cell. And Natalia versus Charlotte for the women's title. Jinder versus Nakamura for the WWE title. AJ versus Baron Corbin for the United States title. And grudge matches between Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler about entrances. And Randy Orton and Rusev about Bulgaria being better than the. United States <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we're team Bulgaria what a day it was what a, what a, what a day it was yeah. so um the, I didn't actually realize and so because when we got this email I thought can we talk about this because I don't think there's been that much announced for Helen herself there's not really a lot for us to talk about it was all announced on Tuesday until we sat down to do this I was like oh there's like an entire card booked we already of course Nakamura's number one contendership was already decided mm-hmm. the week after SummerSlam on SmackDown, maybe. Yeah. And McMahon and Owens have been, obviously, decided with the Vince McMahon headbutt angle two weeks ago. Uh, Natalia versus Charlotte had, but all the other things, like New Day Usos, AJ Barron, Rude Ziegler, Randy Rusev, that was all made yeah, man. On, on SmackDown. And I'm uh, still waiting. weeks out, three weeks out. And I'm still waiting for that, that US title match to be turned into a three-way come Tuesday. With Ty. Yeah, with Ty in there. So, based on just purely that, so let's not add fashion police and hype bros or whatever other you, matches well the happen. fashion files might actually revealing who their attacker oh is like they're God. meant to do at SummerSlam well they're back on Tuesday they return on I Tuesday so. <laughs> uh, so yeah what what would you say is the most exciting match there for you it, for me it's New Day Usos that is the match I'm most looking forward to on this card but it's mm-hmm. like uh, they've been great I, I can't think of a bad match that these two have had since this, this feud this feud feels like it's been going on for almost a bit too long but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I'm totally down for watching more New Day Usos matches. It was like at SummerSlam when they had their pre-show match, which was just so good. It was like far and away. It was probably one of the best matches on the show. And I, I enjoyed it more than the No Mercy. Like if I had to rank yeah, tag matches absolutely. in the last few months. As, as yeah. did I. I think I said that on, on Wednesday show. Mm. I think I'm enjoying that feud more. Um, but after that match, Kevin Owens just put out a tweet saying like, yeah, the New Day and Usos are very good at wrestling. Kayfabe Owens, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Usually, are so good at that. Uh, so yeah, I, that I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to kind of see Bobby Roode back in the ring. It's a bit, it's a, it's a bit of a flat feud to to debut with on SmackDown Live. Face baby face Bobby. Baby face Bobby. I'm not so that doesn't overly enthuse us. I'm not really looking forward to Randy and Rusev having a long match because this whole feud has been predicated on them having very short matches. Mm. So that doesn't overly enthuse us. Um, and I'm sure McMahon Owens will be a fun spectacle. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? because. When I, I also picked uh, New Day versus the Usos because they've had such good matches leading up to this. Their last encounter being, you know, probably top 10, top 5 WWE matches of the year so far. And uh, it's now going to be inside Hell in a Cell. Which is just adds... So the, the, based around the, the Usos penitentiary idea, which is a great, uh, at least, yeah. thematic device to tie into. Although wanted that ladder match i know you wanted that ladder match i think they but, could have done some great things for ladders um as a question for you i mean i perhaps i probably should have done some research into this and because they've not said anything on commentary has there been a tag team hell in a cell match before yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um dx versus oh uh, with a big show in the legacy. mcmahon's oh and that was, was that in hell in a cell as well le- the legacy yeah so it was cody rhodes and ted dibiase against sean and triple h at one hell in- that's the oh, one i remember but you're right. right that one as well was that i might have been i might have just been a cage match like actually three ma- 
Ah, oh, mine might have been a cage match. No, because no, he couldn't get in. Couldn't yeah, no, actually, I think well. mine. I think the one I'm thinking of was a cage match. I'm I sure. Can't, I can't remember. We're probably My, both. To wrong. be honest, that DX run, that sort of 2006 mm. DX run, I'm very, very hazy on because I was super TNA at the time. So like, yeah. I was very, I was just sort of dipping in and out of WWE back then, the especially ha- the DX stuff because it was dreadful. The um, the whole idea at the moment is that Shield might re- reunite to go against Miz Taraj. And I keep thinking, this feels like, you know, what a poor threat that is to come back together. Feels like when Rock and John Cena teamed up to go against R-Truth and The Miz. However, a lot of people have pointed out, what about when DX reunited for the Spirit Squad? That's what I was thinking. When you made that joke in the review, I was like, oh, he's going to say DX to get him against the Spirit Squad. And then you said that, I was like, oh, actually, that's also a terrible idea. Yeah, Yeah, the link was The Miz. Yeah. Uh, The, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, there has been a tag match. But I'm sure they could have. Not for a long, long time. No, no, that's why I think. I, I, I certainly couldn't think of it. There isn't one, there isn't one in recent memory. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think McMahon Owens will be fun. Like, McMahon's not the world's greatest wrestler, but like he can take a he bump. toe to toe with AJ Styles. Oh, yeah, don't, don't, don't even do that. But he, can go, he, can, like, he can take a bump really well, and he'll probably do something crazy. I don't want to see him dive off the cage. Well, that's it, because he's already done that. So what is that's the... A, it, it, what it reminds me of is the, the, the Foley thing. So, like, he was thrown off the cell in 98, mm. and that was the big thing. That was the Hell in a Cell match. So everyone's like, oh, my God. Remember the Hell in a Cell? Yeah, that's the one where McFoley got thrown off the top and then went through. And then when he did the, the his next Hell in a Cell match, which was in 2001 against Triple H at No Way Out, he kind of repeated both spots but did kind of lesser versions of them. So he was just like clinging to the edge mm. and Triple H kind of pushed him off. And so he took a less of a bump and it was a much safer bump, which is a good thing because he wasn't really meant to like, he was meant to hit the ground harder or hit the table harder, but he kind of skidded across it, which mm. is where he really hurt himself. And then he went through but and then gimmicked it so he could like just flan straight through, much safer, much better. But at least this time a chair didn't fall down and hit him in the face, which is the worst mm. thing about it. But both bumps felt like much lesser versions. So what I don't want is like for Shane to just th- throw himself off the cage just because he did it at WrestleMania and now everyone's expecting him to do it. Yeah. I think it'd be much better if neither of them go to the top of the cage this time round. The crowd will likely crap all over that, but yeah. I think from a storytelling perspective that'd be, and a legacy perspective for Shane, that'd be a much better idea. Unless package pile driver through the top of the cage i mean that's how not, do you take that i was gonna say that sounds a bit too like video game uh for my like totally what that would be the first thing i do on wwe 2k18 <laughs> just run up to the top yeah exactly it's like my mate uh trying to balance ladders on it so yeah. i can jump off a ladder through a table through hell in a cell through a couple of tables at the bottom yeah that was like my uh friend used to say like he goes oh i don't understand like why don't we do like a, a hell in a cell ladder match so where like you've got to put the ladder up on top of the cell oh, and then no. climb up and I'm like, well, because clearly they're not going to do that. That's incredibly dangerous. They're not WCW. <laughs> so, yes, uh, we, we are, of course, very much looking forward to New Day and Usos. And it's nice to see that WWE recognise the magic that these two teams have together because they put them in Hell in a Cell despite the feud not really necessarily dictating that. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, they're trying to stop people from interfering, although there is the penitentiary theme to it. But there's... It's also, they've been running those promos. Yeah. Which have been so good. It's just like a promo based around, this is the last time these two teams are going to fight. I'm like, I don't believe you for a second, but I'm, I'm into it. Uh, and you actually saying there that the, the, the cage is usually used to stop people doing the interference ties in nicely to a match that we've actually yet to really talk about uh, on this Hell in a Cell card, which is Jinder versus Nakamura. So this is my pick for probably the most awful. Yeah, it's, it's a match I'm not only looking forward to. Okay, so... I think the Jinder experiment's done with now. Uh, Until Rumble, apparently. Well, no, I I get that, but like it feels like it's run its course. And 
And I'm not saying that as a, oh, I just get the title off of him. He sucks. He's awful. Because I because he carries himself like a star. I think he looks great with the belt. I, I kind of like his promos. From a purely superficial From standpoint. a very superficial standpoint, I'm perfectly fine with Jinder. The problem I've had with Jinder as champion hasn't actually even really been his matches. Because while they've not been great, I enjoyed the Punjabi prison. I was one of the few that did. Mm. It's all of the storylines that he's been given have been diabolically bad. And I'm not excited for this match because the three-week build we've had for this has been woefully awful. Like, really bad. It felt like Road Dog and his team said, so like, we've got two weeks until the pay-per-view, so let's write this out. Oh, wait, we've got six? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, let's just stretch these two weeks we had planned out over six, and then and it'll be fine. It'll all work itself out. The only thing I can think that might change Jinder's fortunes here because I don't, well, hopefully he's never going to get the belt back unless he dress, drastically improves after the whole Cena thing at Royal Rumble, which is the reported plan. And that is, he's there's a few shows in India in December. Mm-hmm. And if he goes there as a, a homecoming hero uh, and they run those packages, like when they when he first won and they did all the media coverage packages. I wish they'd done WWE, more of that. Yeah, like that that could be cool. It could make him feel like a make Make him feel like a champion, which I don't think they've done, which is like mm. they've always put him... In you know the first hour of the show, they've never presented him as the main event. The main event right now is well, it's a McMahon, isn't it? So well, it's well, McMahon and Owens. Yeah. So you have, you have to drop yeah. down when a McMahon's involved. Yeah. So the yeah, it's uh, and and weirdly, this is the main match, the main storyline that is about other people trying to interfere in the match, and that's the only one that doesn't have the Hell in a Cell stipulation. It's almost as if it's not being used correctly. What? But yeah, from a work rate perspective, I think this is going to be a pretty bad match. I, I, you were a fan of their Summer Slam encounter. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I expect more of the same. I think everyone else has got um, the ability to have a much better match. So that's why I pick Awful there. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Paul E. Dangerously Jarman writes, well, he actually writes a lot of stuff. A very long, convoluted setup, which we have read, and we find it very funny. Uh, he'd had a couple of beers when he wrote this, yeah, by, yeah, his, by his own says, admission. I've had a beer and a couple of malms. So uh, if this is all just too convoluted and not even mildly humorous, my question is... It's the combination of beer and mawam. Yeah. Uh, is, what is your three-person dream team of commentators from WWE, past or present, dead or alive? Now, this, the, the thing to this, I'll actually read out this first bit, is... You have also... Uh, blah, 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 blah. There's so much here. So which three... Please note that this isn't which three commentators are the best of all time. It's which three would make the best commentating team. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So this is, a, this is an interesting one. Naturally, I only want a two-person yep. team. So that's an already put me at a on a way turf. Have you got anyone? Uh, obviously, Lance Catamaran would be the first yes. option for both of us. Uh, well, I mean, obviously. Uh, obviously. But, but like my, my childhood always would pick JR. But that, that's the thing. Is like when, so instantly I was like, JR's got to be my uh, mm. lead commentator. However, I want to put the, the um, asterisks there to say like, JR circa 1998 to 2001. Like that yeah. that's the JR that I want. I don't want jaded JR that we have now. Mm. I don't want unenthusiastic JR from like when like 2006 2007. I want my attitude era JR when he was just he was just being Jim Ross and he was just calling the action what it was and he was getting enthusiastic about it and he was getting involved in storylines and not mm. just there just going just saying words and just reading from a script and having people yelling and yelling in his ear. Yeah, totally agree. When he really gets behind the baby faces as well. Yeah, that's my favourite Jr. Uh, so he's he. I, we both agree Jr. is our main play-by-play guy. Mm-hmm. So what dynamic would you? So it's about who fills those other two slots. Well, that's it. Yeah. What so, dynamic are you going to go? For? Well, okay. So I mean, the, the other name that instantly jumped out to me was Bobby Bobby Heenan. Because Bobby isn't a great heel commentator, particularly when one of his guys is in there. The great example is Royal Rumble 92 when he was so behind Rick. Just Blair. incredible. Just awesome stuff. One of, possibly one of the all-time great uh, calls of a match. Yeah. Bobby Heenan's 92 Rumble. Like, uh, just Bobby's just... He was just great at being at being Bobby Heenan mm. and cheering on those those dirty heels and stuff. So he's grand. So I'm, I'm always thinking, like, yeah, I'd love Bobby there as well because he can rile JR up because JR's there, like, supporting the baby faces. That these baby faces are fighting against Bobby's guys and Bobby's like, no, 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 he's the best one. He's the best one, Jim. It's not just... that The beauty about uh, Heenan is that it wasn't just he's the best one, he's better than everyone else. He'd have just such annoying ways to explain and retroactively explain like yeah. heels actions um i i mentioned uh, the barbershop window angle in a news recently a lot of people commented uh you know it wasn't like obviously sean michaels super kicked mark t Gennetti, or through him i can't remember which through the barbershop window mm-hmm. and a lot of people commented underneath that video bobby heenan's call which was he didn't super kick him he tried to escape <laughs> And it's just like, no, he, he really obviously, did, but it's yeah. so funny as well. It's like you're both annoyed and it's it's like internet trolls. Yeah, totally. So it's yeah. what it's uh, the, the, the stupid version of that. So it? that's where I'm currently sitting at the moment. But now I've got to try and find my third person. So about this. So, of course, JR works so well with uh, Jerry the King Lawler. Mm hmm. You would you would trade out Jerry for Hina. But the thing is, again, this is the. This is the well, again, I mean, that, well, this is where I was head. because actually my favorite commentary team 
from the Attitude Era was J.R. and Heyman. Mm. Because I yeah. loved Heyman on commentary because Heyman was so good at winding JR up and supporting particularly ECW or former ECW mm. guys. Like the reason why Rhino was so over in two thousand and one is because Paul Heyman was on commentary, constantly talking about he's the last ECW champion from the mean streets of Detroit, Michigan. And just like, oh my god, this guy sounds like a a, a legit dude. Like mm. he sounds great. And there's a point in I can't remember which show it is, it might be King of the Ring, when Paul Heyman makes a point, a very valid point, and JR doesn't respond to it. And, and Paul just goes, Oh, it's all right, Jim. I'll do it for you. Great point, Paul. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's kind of you say so. I, so obviously, I really like Paul Heyman on commentary. Personally, though, if I was to pick my all time, um, he's a bit overbearing for me. Yeah. If I was to be hypercritical, so that's why he wouldn't be on my. My tr- my dream booth. Yeah, but you talk about like the the Jr. Mm. Uh, mm. and J- uh, Jerry. Sorry, I have to keep my words out there. Jr. and Jerry is like they were the dream team of the Attitude Era. It's one of the reasons why it's kind of so revered is because the co- the commentary is so great. Because again, Jerry was a great heel commentator, cheering on the McMahons, cheering on Kurt Angle. He's my hero, but mm. hating right to censor because they went against his values. He was a very very solid heel. I don't think because I I'm so tied to the King character of the Attitude Era. Whereas all the other guys I can take out and they still work in this day and age, I don't think Puppy's Era King oh, no, well, uh, yeah, that's could, it. could get by pa- pa- that, That's something I'd have to take out because that's when he was just... It's gross to listen to, mm. especially looking back on it now. It's, it's just very... It's odd to listen to. The man to. likes boobies. He, he talks about He it. really does, but it's distracting at the same time because he's distracted mm. because he can't focus on what's going on. It's it's thoroughly irritating. So, that, yeah, that's why I chose Heenan over... That's why I was going Heenan King. Over, over King. So, yeah, who do you put in that last bit? <sighs> so, should we say it? Three, two, one, Byron Saxton. <laughs> well, obviously, you need the straight guy. Not just a straight guy. You need a, a non-Caucasian guy. Well, uh, this yeah, is the yeah. danger we're going to fall into. I mean, I was going to go book a tea to be honest, because I mm. need someone there to constantly make silly comments oh. and have some and have people correct him. Oh, I just don't want to think about that <laughs> at the moment. Um, so, I'm in a, I'm in a quandary at the moment because I feel like okay, so I've gone like early '90s mm-hmm. with with my Bobby. I've then got choose my guy, by the way. Um, have you, depends on who you've written down. Well, let, let's let's see let's see what you say. I'm I'm really behind Corey Graves at the moment. Okay, okay. I'm cool. really behind Corey because Corey is very good at balancing the face heel dynamic. He would be so good against uh, with Bobby Heenan, especially if he's on Bobby's side. Mm. But he'd equally be very good against Bobby Heenan when he's cheering when he's talking about how good a guy that's not one of Bobby's guys. So that's kind of where I'm I'm thinking mm. with with um, with Corey Graves. However, I'd imagine. The person you have written down is uh, Mr. Nigel McGuinness. It is. And the reason why Nigel would be so good in that role is because he has got such an extensive wrestling background. He brings, and this is why I love him on NXT, mm-hmm. he brings the wrestling side of it where he sits there and like, okay, well, this is good because from a wrestling standpoint, this means this and that means that. And by doing this, you alter this. And that's from my commentary team. That's what's that's really missing. Yeah. So I'd like to take that element and put that into the Corey role as a former wrestler and use some of that expertise to tell that story. Mm. We just watched the only Lorcan uh, Lars Sullivan match from this week's NXT, which what they, they hit each other pretty hard, didn't they? Just but no, McGuinness's calls from it just the little things, but they mean so much. When he it's uh, like just look at the momentum there at that final when they're showing the replay for the finisher. He doesn't even need to hook the leg, but because, you know, because he yeah. knocked him out. R- really nice, insightful things that you wouldn't have thought of 
ever because we, we're not combat athletes. No. So we don't look out for that sort of stuff. And Corey can bring that. Not credibly, though. I think, yes, I think Corey... He's a former NXT Tag Team Champion. Yeah, but... Which, which is, is credibility but to some McGinnis, degree. like, wrestled oh, well, yeah, for I mean, McGinn- 15 years. Okay, McGuinness is more of a credible thing. But what I'm saying is that Corey can bring that to the Raw commentary desk mm. and the SmackDown commentary desk and whatever other commentary they make him do. He can bring that. They just don't let him do that. Now, the argument could be that Bobby's a former wrestler. He could do it in his own right. But that's not his character. Mm. His character was never to be that. His character was to be essentially a manager, but behind a commentary desk. Yeah, so that's I, you've got the uh, the baby face heel dynamic with Jr. and Heenan in my team, and then you've got the play like the not the play by play, but like the wrestling insight. If you yeah. have to have a three man booth, I'd have McGuinness there. Honorable mention as well because he doesn't do he hasn't done any commentary for about a year now, and I miss him so much. Steve Carino. Mm. So, Just, he, he turned into my favourite commentator uh, after McGuinness stepped away from Ring of Honor, which has since come and back. And you you've been enjoying Colt on uh, commentary as well, do you? In I like Colt. Yeah. I just like, podcast. I just feel happy when I hear Colt's voice. Yeah. Uh, Where do you stand on Stryker? I liked Stryker when he started. Yeah. Uh, but then I found him a little bit overbearing i thought he was unfairly heavily criticized though what about you i i was always a fan of striker in in when the he was teacher a, when he was like the teacher. well not when he was the teacher character no. no but when he was like in the commentary booth and stuff like that because he felt like everything that wwe hated mm. and that's kind of why i liked him a little bit i suppose because he would say things like i'm marking out bro which some people would look at as like oh you idiot I how, like how at the same time we're at home marking out so you're like oh he's one of us mm. Like he sounds like he sounds like I do here, so that's always good. But at the same time, I mean, I will say I think is it Wrestle Kingdom ten that he did or Wrestle Kingdom nine? No, I think it was like ten he did with Yoshi Tatsu. Oh, that's yeah, infamously awful. But it's it's Striker is the best thing on that though because Striker is so good. Like because when he realizes that Yoshi is being awful, just does it on purpose to Mm. make Yoshi sound even worse because then he can sound better because of it. So he'll ask Yoshi a question. He'll say nothing and be like, great insight, Yoshi. Great insight. Okay, so here it is. The title of the video in defense of Roman Reigns. David McKenzie has specifically donated on Patreon to have a word with this guy here, Luke Owen. That is correct, Amanda. So, David and I have had quite a, uh, a lot of tete-a-tete back and forth on Twitter. So I'm going to be David McKenzie. I'm going to channel David McKenzie, and you are going to channel Luke me, Owen. Me. I keep going back and forth with Luke on Twitter regarding Roman Reigns. I would like to clarify my position on him, as I don't believe I can in 140 characters. Which is fair enough. You can also make the joke of... We well, don't have to now. You've got 280. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe that Reigns is particularly good in the ring and almost feel like it's become the internet fan thing to say, well, you know, he actually is really good in the ring. Like, you've noticed something we haven't. He simply isn't great in the ring. He is simply okay. He has a very limited moveset, which means when he isn't in a gimmick match, it usually comes down to the other person to carry the load of that actual wrestling. I do think, however, he is a great bumper and is really good at big match spots. I personally think the Cena Reigns match proves how limited he can be in the ring, and all of his matches are booked the same way. He takes an almighty beating, 
at the Superman punch and then the spear, one, two, three. He is an amazing athlete, and not all these things are his fault. If he was booked as a heel, he would be brilliant, almost like an early Triple H, and I really think the crowd would go for it, and his as a smug face and attitude would get him over, then maybe in a few years' time they can try and make him the top face again. The predictability of him kicking out the protected F5 in the main event at Mania isn't something I'm looking forward to, and think we can see from this far out it isn't good storytelling. But the booking isn't his fault. I just want to clarify so you know I am anti-Reigns. I just think the idea that he is athletic and good in a gimmicky spot fest doesn't make him good in the ring, especially if he's meant to be this underdog fighting babyface. Keep up the great work, yada yada yada. I hate you, Luke. Pretty much, yeah. So yes, um, I got, I'll give you the floor. Okay, so if Reigns wasn't in this spot, if he wasn't the top guy, if mm. he wasn't coming out as, oh, it's the big dog, he's Roman Reigns, if he hadn't had the, the four WrestleManias in a main events in a row, if he wasn't the guy that we're building up Ro- uh, Brock Lesnar and sacrificing everyone else just so Roman can beat him at WrestleMania, if he wasn't that guy and he was just a mid-card act consistently having great matches like he does, just consistently having great matches, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm. Absolutely 100% we would not be having this conversation. But because he has been forced down our throats and he is in the main event and he is the guy and he has had the four WrestleMania main events where he will have the four WrestleMania mains in a row and we are protecting Brock Lesnar and the F5 and sacrificing Braun Strowman and uh, uh, Samoa Joe just so we can make Broxy more awesome so it seems even better when Roman beats him despite the fact that no one likes him we do have to have these conversations because Roman then becomes the guy that people are like ah yeah but he's terrible and he sucks because I personally don't like him and that's fine I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan. I think his character is pretty awful. Absolutely awful. And I feel that he is, we've said it before, he's in a great storyline, but they've had, they're booking a great storyline with the wrong guy. And that's, you know, that's an issue. That is absolutely an issue. However, I will never say that he's bad in the ring because he's had consistently <clears throat> good matches more or less since he came up to the main roster whether he was part of the shield whether he wasn't part of the shield he is always having consistently great matches now the argument you always get from that is like ah yeah but he's carried to great matches which is something i disagree with because it does take two to tango and it comes to a point when you do keep having consistently great matches that you're like maybe he is just good maybe he's as good as the other guy and they together they're having these very good matches and the other one as well is like, we were like, yeah, he's always ca- they always put him with guys that are better than him, which would explain why his matches with Braun Strowman were so good. You remember Braun Strowman? He was the guy that wasn't good enough to be on NXT TV. You remember him. So yeah, apparently he then had to carry Roman Reigns into good matches. I think Roman Reigns is a very good in-ring wrestler. He's just in a very, very bad position. I, I, I do, yeah. I mean, that's, that's effectively what both me and you think. So there's not much... Uh not much debate there for, from us at least but yeah. obviously other people think differently and they're not wrong to think so if it's not your style <laughs> of wrestling because mm. like, for example I love flipty do wrestling like I love watching Will Ospreay and Ricochet doing all their big flipty do's and their big choreographed stuff I think that's fantastic to watch it really is my thing big powerhouse wrestling like the, the things like Roman does and things like Braun does not usually really my cup of tea even back in the day 
the main event scene wasn't really what mm. I was most interested in. I was never really interested in Austin matches. I was interested in Austin builds and Austin storylines, but Austin matches, not so much. It's not really for me. Hogan's is the same way. But I loved the undercard of like your Hardys, your, Ed- your Edges and Christians, your Benoits, your Jerichos. I loved all that. That was my sort of style. So if if doing the five moves of doom, which everyone has, is not your thing, then you're never going to like Roman Reigns. But I won't say, just because it's not for me, that he's not good at it. I think another problem is uh, with the, the criticism, it usually is, uh, oh, Roman's had a good match. It must be the other, the other person. Yeah. And then if he has a bad match, oh, it's Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is bad, because, yeah. Because like, the John Cena-Reigns match wasn't amazing. I, th- I thought it was only slightly above average. Uh, but like that's, that's on John or whatever happened in the corner of the match there. And like just you know the occasional TV match, the Miz match was fine. Yeah, his uh, match with Jordan was great. The, the Jason Jordan match was very good, but yeah, those Strowman matches—they weren't all big gimmick spot fests. Some of them were just—I mean, they did all include big spots, but they weren't all stipulation matches. And even in a stipulation match, you've got to be pretty talented to carry a guy around those spots. Yeah, not not carry, but because Strowman's very good in himself. But he's still very green. And it, I think I've read in an interview, he's actually said, I'm still very green, I'm still learning. Yeah. And he's doing a remarkable job. And WWE, to be fair, of, of protecting him. But there are some... there are You do bring up some good points, uh, David. And that is the... Oh, where was it? it the, the, he, is, he is better in big matches like those big spot matches yeah absolutely yeah because that because like as with anyone sort of a big spot match can kind of hide anyone's particular mm. weaknesses it's that paul Heyman thing it's it's hiding the weakness accentuating the positives and accentuating the positives is he's a big dude and he looks impractical when he does his big stuff and you're also right that having him as a heel and his his natural wrestling style does seem more suited to it he wrestles matches like a heel. yeah yeah he but really so- but so does Cena. Like back in those those dark periods, he he w- when everyone hated him before he became cool again. And Hogan, like Hogan, used to rake the back and poke the eyes. Don't think. And if he poked the eyes, man, that's a proper heel. That's move. a proper heel move. But it's like it's weird how these big baby faces who were getting negative reactions at some points in their career, they do all kind of wrestle a heel way. I don't know if that's by accident or if it is just something Austin was a heel. natural. Austin yeah. Austin was, he's supposed to be a heel character, but he got over as a babyface and WWE was smart enough mm. to capitalise on that, which is why then when he did the heel turn in 2001, to him, it made sense because I'm supposed to be a heel anyway. I didn't want to be a babyface. The main thing I disagree with you, David, is that... Uh, this isn't good storytelling because you can see the predictability of yeah. him kicking out of the F5. That's the thing I disagree with as well. Because yeah. if you just imagine they doing everything the same, but it was Daniel Bryan in the Roman Reigns slot. And Bryan's storming through people and uh, Lesnar's storming through people. Both their finishing moves are being protected. Cena raises Bryan's arm at the end. Yeah. You know, how much not all punks. Yeah. How or much, AJ Styles. Or AJ Styles. Like how much cooler would everything be if you're invested in the baby face that's meant to be triumphant at the end when they do kick out of that f5 you can see it coming but in that moment it's going to feel like a big deal like i know captain america isn't going to die in the vast majority of his movies but i still get like is is, is everything okay i know he's okay i know he's okay but i'm yeah. invested because that story that you forget it's a work uh, yeah. I get I get this a lot on Twitter when people uh, when they're complaining about WWE just saying like oh I hate WWE at the moment because it's too predictable which it's, it's a it's a complaint I don't overly get because if you were building 
uh, as use an example, at the moment on SmackDown, they've been building towards Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owen, and they've been telling this story. So like, okay, oh well, it's so predictable that they're going to have a match at the pay per view. Mm. If they'd done all this build, and then at the pay per view, it was Shane McMahon versus Aiden English. I mean, you wouldn't see it coming. That's not predictable, but it's not good storytelling. Yeah, it's. I mean, WWE is very much predictable in. We're going to get the same matches every week, building up the same match. Is it? Is it? Are they specifically well, no, no, talking specific, about the spe- specifically just like oh, every time they start something, I can mm. see where it's going. As if that as as, and I can see why that's an issue. But like the, the point I'm making is that if you just automatically mm. change something, that doesn't instantly make it good just because it's predi- yeah. unpredictable. So that's that's the Vince Russo way of doing it. Swerve of just doing swerves all the time. And when Vince Russo was just doing swerves all the time, it made the product unwatchable. Mm. Well, uh, hopefully we've defended Roman. Yeah, so we I, we're all in agreement. I think he can wrestle. He's a very he's not good... like he's not like. I wouldn't put him in the t- top ten wrestlers in WWE. No, no, absolutely not. But he's a very you know that's because WWE's roster is insanely it's, talented. It's sad, especially if you include NXT in that mm. as well. Like if any, if you actually you could probably rank the top ten in NXT on its own, and yeah. then some of the guys that are on the main roster. But that doesn't mean then that he's bad in the ring. Mm. And uh, yeah, so but he is miscast as a completely piece. miscast, that's, and that's and that's his issue. Mm. How much heat are we going to get from that show? I hopefully not too much because we are. Quite, it's the same thing we say all the time. Where I can see it backfiring is the title and thumbnail will be in defense of Roman Reigns, so people will enter it triggered yeah <laughs> the they, triggered and they and they will write their comment before they've mm, actually even watched mm. that section of the video yeah plus like i never feel comfortable with an argument like i always walk away thinking oh, i could have added this 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 yeah i'm just gonna write an email next time <laughs> i'm gonna stop doing live stuff yeah just write emails to people <laughs> i don't know how that will get over should we do some uh, some iTunes reviews? Yeah, go on, why not? Because we've got to do some more personalised videos. We certainly have, this. in this sweaty studio yeah. that we're currently in. Still still too sweaty. Finn will pick another. Finn? Fine. Ah, this is the problem with the capital I and the lowercase L. Yeah. It's actually fine, I'll pick another. Good username. But it looks like final. Fin- <laughs> Finnel. Finnel pick another. Nothing better. As a person that grew up loving wrestling alone, there is nothing better than having these two. Luke and Ollie have such a way of doing a, the podcast where you feel like you're there. It makes me sad that I can't donate on Patreon. These guys are funny and do know what they're talking about. So you should listen to this podcast. No, no. So, so should yeah. you listen to this podcast? Yes. 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 Man. Cheers, Finnell. Thanks, Finnell. Nice one, Finnell. And Jonathan version one writes the one the best wrestling podcast out there. Again, not correct. I love this podcast. The way they break down the current events is a breath of fresh air. I subscribed and so and you should as well. (laughs) Professional. If you're really feeling froggy, you should do what I did and become a Patreon. Ah, good lads, good lads, be one. Feeling well, that is, I mean, I don't know if this is exactly what it is, but it's a term that a lot of commentators use whenever they're going to go up and do a frog splash. Oh, Eddie's feeling froggy. Okay, oh, so it's it's like that. So, yeah, cool. That works. I mean, I, I'm going to guess that's what he meant. Cheers, V1. Lovely stuff. We will see, uh, tune in to the Wrestle Talk YouTube channel tomorrow, podcast listeners. That will be Sunday. Uh, because my Nia Jax punishment video is going to go up. I can't wait. I've not even seen it yet. No, well, and it's I'm... not been edited. That's why <laughs> I've got to do it. 
Uh, and yes, we'll catch you on Monday for a news episode. Love you. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.